is a well-respected high school football scout, known for his unpopular opinion and brash commentary. The coach, Keith Miller. He's a well-respected national high school football recruiting analyst. Craig, Craig Biggins. Together they bring you the transparent truth, the world's number one source for high school football recruiting news and interviews. In the transparent truth. Tr- 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 <laughs> welcome, welcome. You're now listening to The Transparent Truth. It's your boy, Coach Keith. I'm in the building, Intercom Studios in the Miracle Mile, recording on a Tuesday. Not recording live, Greg Biggins, recording on a Tuesday. But speaking of Greg Biggins, let me bring him in. My co-host, my friend, Greg Biggins, 247 Sports Recruiting Analyst. How are you? I'm good, man. Did I I shame you last week into... Not saying live anymore. I don't know if you shamed me into it uh, more than I thought about it and said, you know what? It kind of doesn't make sense. I should probably change that. But, you know, I, I'm a guy who likes to wing it, GB. You know me. I'm just going to let it rip off the dome. But uh, glad to have you on. It's the transparent truth. Greg, can you imagine that we'll be three years come this I feel like we've been dating, Greg. Three years. We have three years, Greg, coming this summer in July. That's in, crazy. In June. In June. In June. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's crazy, right? That is very crazy. Three years. I, like it's, I haven't. Doesn't feel like it hasn't been that long. No. Dang. You're right. It doesn't. But you know, it was. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. It was the current sophomore, yes. Amon Ra, yes. JT Daniels, that, that class going into their senior year of high school, and those guys are going to be sophomores now. So That's right. That would be three. Yep, no question about it. And uh, now enjoy it, man. The transparent truth, a way for us to discuss different topics, get our opinions out, look at the facts, try to look at things objectively as we can. And um, I, enjoy, I enjoy the show. I enjoy recording. I enjoy the feedback from the fans, the listeners. And uh, we're going to keep this party moving. Greg Biggins, as always, we're going to start this show off with some recruiting news. The Transparent Truth Recruiting Report. Hit us with what you yeah. got. Good good amount of, of, uh, of action going on over the weekend. A lot of unofficial trips, a couple of commitments. Uh, Norco athlete Jaden Navarrete committed to LSU on an unofficial visit. Their third player from Southern California, Jordan Berry from Narbot and Elias Ricks from Modern Day, also committed to LSU. And I don't think they're done yet. I think they got a really good chance with Jermaine Burton from Calabasas, who's actually originally from the Georgia area. Uh, LSU is always been one of his dream schools. You know, Landry, Beckham, a couple of his favorite receivers. So uh, Navarrete plays on both sides of the ball, wide receiver, outside linebacker. They, they took him as an outside linebacker. You know, I kind of wrote a little story on him. And um, I think kind of similar to what I wrote about Jordan Berry, you know, kind of a guy – who so far it's been more about potential than production. So, you know, with Jaden, he's got a lot of ability. Just want to see it manifest on the football field. So uh, just want to see him go out there this year as a senior and dominate like he should. He's got all the, all the ability in the world. So it's just a matter of him going out and, and, and playing with a motor and with some toughness and compete level and uh, getting after it. Norco should have a really good team. So uh, Jaden Navarrete to LSU and then Mark Redmond, from Corona Del Mar committed to Washington. That was one that we kind of had uh, predicted probably God, five, six months from now, uh, or from now, five, six months ago, 
He took a visit there last September and really fell in love with the place. Uh, I would say Ohio State, where he has his sister that goes to school there, and UCLA are probably his number two, number three choices. But Washington was always a pretty heavy leader for him. And, you know, he, just, he loves the offense, loves the coaching staff. He's got his quarterback, Ethan Garbers, going to UW as well. So Navarrete and Redmond, Keith, uh, a couple of SoCal kids getting it done this weekend as far as commitments. Never read a kid like you said. He's got a nice skill set off the edge. He shows the quickness and the burst off the line of scrimmage. Has the ability to stay with mobile quarterbacks. Can he put it all together his senior year, going down from Cali to the boot? Hard to imagine, GB, that they don't have a bunch of Jaden Navarrets down there in Louisiana or in the surrounding states. But they pluck a high-end athlete out of the Southern California area. So congratulations to Jaden. Congratulations to the Tiger program. And Mark Redman, a kid who I think, Greg, is a really good football player right now, is going to have a really good college career. He's built the right way at the tight end position, has an ability to block on the edge, to extend out as a, as a YH, can motion, can seal the perimeter, can get in the middle of a defense down the field. I really like his ability after the catch, catch the ball, break some, ta- excuse me, break some tackles. Mark Redman making a commitment to UW. And what about that Corona Del Mar program, GB? Are they Have they started a pipeline to Seattle, to the Husky program? Three guys from your team. Excuse me, I'm sorry. Only two. That's right. Only two. The big boy. Um, I mean, why am I forgetting his name? But the big yeah, boy. John Humphreys. Yeah, Humphreys committed to Stanford. But uh, UW taking the quarterback, taking the tight end, CDM. Producing, yeah, solid. Yeah, it's a solid program. You know, a couple of years ago, um, you know, they kind of went through a little a little drought, but uh, they they always got a really good team up there in uh, in South Orange County area. So um, LSU kind of stayed with them a little bit. I mentioned Navarrete committed, but they had a a bunch of guys from Southern California visiting. I already mentioned, you know, Elias Rich was out there. Jordan Berry visited again. Jermaine Burton visited. Uh, Rayvon Davis. Uh, the modern day linebacker was out there for unofficial trips, so they had a that did a really nice job. Uh, those are just the local kids. They probably had 20 players uh, in all. Uh, Ohio State also tripped in Kendall Milton from Buchanan, um, really good looking running back in that Fresno area. Uh, Clemson had a huge, huge weekend. Um, talking about some of the most elite players from all over the country uh, out here, the big name was DJ Willie Unalale. Um, he actually. Uh, is going to commit on May 5th. He set that announcement date. That's his mother, Tasha's birthday. So I think he's going to probably put out a little, little video or something. Uh, right now, I think Clemson's in a really good spot. Oregon will get a trip out of him on April 20th. But right now, Clemson in a really good spot. Uh, Daniel Nagata also tripped out there. His brother Joe was out there playing some receiver. And they had they had all kinds. I think Zach Evans is out there. Brian Brzee was out there. Um, I think Jordan Birch was out there. I mean, these are all elite, elite, top 25 caliber players. <laughs> top 10. Uh, top 10, yeah. yeah. Uh, Oregon tripped in Noah Sewell and Mikel Esteen. Noah Sewell is out of Nevada, but he's a name I think everyone out here recognizes. The big old 6'2", 260-pound linebacker. Yes, I said linebacker. 260, but he can move. And then Mikel Esteen from Lawndale, kind of a combo corner slash safety I think Oregon's in a really good spot for him right now, Keith. And in fact, I'm I'm pretty close to go ahead and putting a little crystal ball nice. into the Ducks for Mikel Estee. I don't know if it's going to happen anytime soon, but I think they're in a pretty good spot. You know, we had Drake Metcalf on last Friday. Uh, Stanford had a huge junior day. Uh, Drake was out there. Brendan Jones from Narbonne was out there. Jay Butterfield, uh, the NorCal quarterback, was out there. Lance Kennelly. 
from Mission Dejo, Tuli Tuipilotu, uh, also from Londell, uh, was out there. So all those guys have been offered except for Butterfield. Uh, people probably understand or, or know uh, their 2020 quarterback right now for Stanford is a guy named Tanner McKee, who's actually coming back from his mission, and he'll be there next year as part of the 2020 class. So they haven't offered a quarterback. If they do decide to take a second one, I think it would be Butterfield. So right now it's just kind of a – I think Jay's kind of waiting and seeing his dad – uh, Mark played quarterback there. So, hey, they'd be a, a pretty heavy leader if they offer. If not, I think Cal might be actually a good spot for Jay Butterfield. Uh, Jared Greenfield, Narbonne, visited North Carolina. Uh, people think North Carolina. Uh, yeah, Carolina actually uh, has been recruiting Greenfield pretty hard for a while now. But I think he really likes that connection a lot. So he's been to Cal and uh, likes Cal quite a bit. Uh, also, Oregon is on him pretty heavily, too. So uh, that's kind of the recruiting News and nuggets for the week, Keith Miller. I like it, Greg Big. And speaking of Jared Greenfield, this is a kid that I have followed since his ninth grade year, Greg Biggins. I've said that before on this show. Um, saw him as a true freshman, true freshman, a ninth grader um, at Crenshaw. He was the starting free safety, knew he was going to be a big-time player. He showed all the necessary prerequisites to be that big time player he's developed into that he's done a nice job um i really like jared greenfield and i don't think i think he's a little underrated maybe undervalued in terms of um national recognition but i think he's a high-end football player and i think he has a terrific chance um, to be a early early playing time guy in college very similar to former Bosco safety that's now at UCLA, Greg. You know who I'm talking about. Talk about Steph Blaylock? I'm, I'm talking about young Blaylock. Yeah, I see that. I like that. Yep. Yep. It's similar. Very similar. Edgy guys. Not personally edgy, just football edgy. Yeah. And, uh, you, you know, real a real chip on the show, real physical mentality. So be on the lookout for that. But thank you so much for your recruiting report. Interesting. DJ sets a commitment date as soon as he leaves Clemson. <laughs> That's normally an indicator, Greg Biggins. What do you think? You've been in a business 20 plus. That usually is a pretty good indicator. And I, and I think a lot of people, I think even Oregon kind of understands that, you know, Clemson was probably the team to beat. and But they do have the last. You know, last visit. So April 20th, they're going to have a chance to, to make one last push. But I think the Tigers are in a really good spot. I think Clemson's going to have a monster year. They lead for so many dudes. You mentioned Brian Brzee. Um, a lot of buzz about Jordan Burt. Those are, I think, our top three guys right now. Mm-hmm. Zach Evans, very possible. Mm-hmm. Um, wide receivers, they're involved with receivers from all over the country. Um Incredible, and, and Columbus is a cool school. I mean, they do it right. You know, I think you talk to any kid, and they're like, "Man, there's such a humble vibe when I go there." Dabo Sweeney just really kind of preaches that family environment. Everyone does it, but I think they feel it at Clemson. So I don't think right now the way they've won two of the past three national titles and kind of doing it the right way. I don't think you could ever blame anybody for going to Clemson right now. They're, they got it rolling. No, they do have it rolling. They have it rolling like Bama had it rolling. You know, made what a, a year or two ago. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how those two programs clash again at the elite level of college football, not only on the field, but on the recruiting trail, because I'm sure they're in it for this, a lot of the same players. So we'll see how that shakes out. GB should be a fun race to watch. Uh, let's move along. It is time for our Sleeper of the Week. 
It's time for our Sit and Sleep Sleeper of the Week. Really want to thank our guy, Larry Miller. He's allowing us to showcase unknown prospects that need to be brought to the spotlight. Larry is all about family and community, and his support is helping to change the lives of young players across the country. Each week, young men are getting scholarship offers after being featured on this show. So thank you, Larry. When we have business and a man that is really interested in the community, we need to show our support right back at him. Sit and Sleep is the only place that offers advanced sleep technology. Greg? Body diagnostics. That's five-star stuff. This is high-quality stuff. Lay down on a mattress, and within seconds, thousands of sensors can help you find the absolute right mattress for you. Wow, within seconds? Seconds. Man, that's awesome. Sit and Sleep. They'll beat anyone's advertised price, or your mattress is free. Appreciate you, Larry Miller. Thank you, Larry. Okay, our sleeper of the week this week. Greg, this is your guy. You brought him up. You like him. I like him as well. Um, but why don't, I'm going to let you go ahead and take it over, and why don't you introduce our sleeper of the week? Go ahead. Yeah, how about a guy who, it's funny, we know him as Herm on the circuit. I, it took me a second to remember what his real name was. <laughs> Willie Cleveland, uh, Paramount High School. Um, hopefully that's where he plays. I know people have been jumping around a little bit, jumping ship from my boy Michael Fletcher over at Paramount. But uh, Willie Cleveland, only about 5'6", five, 5'7", five, but he can run, man. He's got legit 4'5 speed. Uh, that was a, a Nike camp time, opening regional time, I should say. Um, looked really strong on the 7-on-7 seven seven circuit. One of those guys, strong body. You know, you can maybe say he's he's uh, he's short but not small. He's a stocky kid. Uh, real strong build. Shifty. I like him in space. And like I said, man, playing receiver uh, has been explosive. Looks like he's real natural catching the football, uh, doing some things after the catch, getting deep. He was the one who had that controversial touchdown at the end of the <laughs> at the end of the Adidas Nationals where he came out the sidelines supposedly made the catch for Bryce Young so uh, I like what I've seen from Willie you watch the tape and I think the tape shows up really well too as a, as a running back so he's a versatile kid little running back uh, if you're looking for stylistically not comparing him but just saying how he could be used like Dave Meggett going back to the old school New York Giants where you can put him in the backfield put him in the slot move him around uh, return punts, kicks, all that good stuff. So, Willie Cleveland this week's Leaper of the Week. Congratulations. Herm. Lil Willie. Go, Herm. <laughs> Lil Willie Cleveland. So, you like him in a slot, GB? You know, I, I, like, I like him as a guy you can move around. I think it depends on the, the scheme fit. He's looked really good as a slot receiver on the 7-on-7 seven seven circuit, but his tape, you know, he's, he's pretty good as a as a running back. So, I don't think he's a guy you get the ball to 30 times a game. Mm-hmm. So he's, I think he's a situational guy. Uh, he's a guy that, you know, you can spread the defense out. If you have a, a team, you know, go with the wide splits, he can definitely, you know, carry the ball, make plays out of the backfield, but also catch the ball quite a bit. So I think you definitely want to move him around and kind of use him as like a mismatch kind of guy. Maybe a third down back, throw it to him, let him run it around a little bit, uh, return some punts, you know, just kind of add that versatility guy. Does he have any value as a punt kick return slash kick returner? Absolutely. Yeah, I know. I definitely think so. Like I said, the guy's, the guy's got wheels. I mean, he's a legit speed guy. So, uh, I think returning punts, he's, you know, he's got shifty, makes that first guy miss, and then boom, he, he, he can go. So, uh, yeah, running back, punt returner, spot receiver, um, third down situational guy. I think he can fit all those roles. Sounds good. Congratulations, Lil Herm. You're the Transparent Troops Sleeper of the Week. It's time to move it on. This past weekend, GB had a chance to fly down to Dallas, though my ride showed up in Fort Worth. I was at Dallas Love. 
It's a little unfortunate for me, but uh, had some folks down there that I knew, so I got everything taken care of and got to where I needed to go. But we had the World Bowl show, World Bowl showcase, World Bowl showcase in Fort Worth, and. It was a good event. Good event. Had about 150 kids there. And, you know, Greg, a long time ago, me and you, we had a conversation about, you know, how the Nike camp has kind of gotten too big. There are too many kids, you know, three, four, 500 kids at some point. And you mentioned to me a while ago, you said 150, 175 is probably the best number. And I can reiterate that you're absolutely right. We had 150 or so. And it was like about, you know, 14, 15 guys per position, right? Um, That was a great number because every kid got the reps they desired, right? They got the reps. They got the opportunities. They were were seen um, in multiple situations, um, ball in hand, ball not in hand, movement ability, stress environment, conflict, the whole deal. Uh, so really enjoyed it. Really, really enjoyed it. Dallas, Fort Worth really came out and put their best foot forward. It was a lot of fun. We uh, we had a, a, a nine on seven period in the box. Uh, it was all run. We had an 11 on 11 period as we normally do at the World Bowl Showcase. Uh, we had our seven on seven period, which, you know, a lot of times we haven't gotten to, uh, but we did this time. And, and I enjoyed that. Uh, we had our one-on-one period. So it, it was a full-fledged on college practice. The tempo and the energy was high, and it was efficient. And uh, I really enjoyed running it. I had a great time with the kids. And guys got a ch- chance to really compete and kind of get after each other. So I want to shout out some guys who I thought were top performers. Of course, we have a top performers list. We, meaning national preps, going out to the colleges, all 240-plus that we service. But my top performers that I want to mention, I can't mention all of them on the show, but I got a handful here. First off, let's start off with um, eighth grader Caden Weiss out of Missouri, Greg Biggins. Caden Weiss out of Missouri. You love this kid. Six, two and a half, 230 pounds, eighth grader, 2023 kid. Drove in with his parents from eight hours away in Missouri to come to the Dallas Showcase. Um, so that shows a level of commitment for sure. He was actually one of our Hall of Fame All-American 8th graders, 7th going into 8th grade this past summer in Canton, Ohio. He played in our 8th grade game. He didn't just play in it. He dominated the 8th grade game. And he did much of the same at the Hall of Fame World Bowl Showcase this past weekend. Um, he tested well, ran 5-1. He jumped 30 inches at 230-plus pounds and about 6 two and a half. And position drills, um, he did a great job just applying everything that he was taught and everything he was learning. Then in one-on-ones, his ability to convert speed to power, to push the pocket, and then really just focused on developing his finesse moves, his hand moves, working his hips, getting his hips pointed to the quarterback, Caden Weiss. Uh, he was a uh, he was a problem as he normally is as much as as far as I've known him he was a problem to block even for the high school kids this eighth grader was a problem he did a great job uh, want to shout out Aiden Rodriguez he's a 2022 kid out of Brandius High School in San Antonio little cornerback 
Um, did a great job covering, though. He was scrappy. Uh, he played with really good technique. I loved his confidence and the press drill. He did a great job of staying in front of receivers, not getting beat off the line of scrimmage. Um, in phase, he did a great job getting his head around, tracking the football, making a play, deflecting balls. He just did a great job competing. So my hat is off to him. That's Aiden Rodriguez out of Brandeis High School in San Antonio. How about Cameron Allen? He's a 2021 tight end out of North Forney High School. About 6'4", about 215. Made at least a handful of acrobatic catches, Greg. Uh, double catches after it being tipped, snatching it, or catching the ball, falling down, or whatever the case may be. He's got a great frame at about 6'4", maybe 6'4 and some change, and did an excellent job in, in the one-on-one period. Um, really just coming up with some really tough, contested catches versus good coverage. Um, Want to move along here? Quarterback Ken Seals, who earned our overtime quarterback challenge invite. Ken Seals out of Weatherford High School is one of the top 15 pocket passers in the country. Ken did a nice job of being accurate and on time um, in 7-on-7 seven seven and the team period. I like him. The kid's got a great attitude about the game. Very, very smart. Very cerebral. Uh, but didn't force the ball. Didn't force the ball when he needed to check it down. He did. And I was impressed with that. Um, last but not least, Dallas Carter, 2020 defensive tackle, Brainard Wright, one of the top defensive tackles in the country, came out. He is as advertised GB. Um, not sure if you've ever seen Brainard in person, but, you know, all of 6'1 and a half, close to 6'2, but the get off out of his stance, the first step quickness, the explosion off the football, and then the power um, that he accumulates out of that explosiveness is tremendous. Um, just rocks people back off that first step and first punch. And he was virtually unblockable in the interior. He dominated inside run when he was in on his reps. Um, he was a terror in seven in, in excuse me, the 11 on 11 portion, pushing the pocket, putting people in the quarterback's lab. It was very hard for those guys to step up and make throws with Brainard Wright breathing down their necks. But um, he is our World Bowl invitee, which he solidified. He was invited before the, the showcase, but he solidified solidified his invitation at the showcase, and he did a great job. So Brainard Wright out of Dallas Carter High School really enjoys spending time with Brainard. He's a great kid. Um, he's got a terrific head on his shoulder, a uh, big smile. He's just out there running around having fun. So all in all, GB was a great showcase. Again, that number at about 150 was, was fabulous. Uh, I think every kid there got a chance to get out there, compete, show what they had. So congratulations to all those um, who got invited to the Pro Football, Pro Football Hall of Fame Elite Academy in Canton, Ohio, Braynard Wright to the World Bowl, and Ken Seals to the Overtime Quarterback Challenge. So excited for all those guys, for those guys who didn't get invites. Um, keep working, man. Everybody does not get a trophy. Keep working. <laughs> GB. No one gets a participation trophy. Yep. Not everyone gets one. Yep, this is true. And, you know, you you told me before and you've shared on the show how you were on the kind of camp circuit and uh, for, I don't know, what you say, 15 years or so? Yeah. And it's been a bit of a grind. So headed to Atlanta this weekend and in preparations for Atlanta, Greg. Of course, I watch film on every kid that's going to be that's, you know pre-registered and who's going to be in attendance. And, man, they got some players, man. Um, being a West Coast guy, I'm not as familiar as I probably would like to be with the with the Georgia talent. But man, do they got some players! 
No, I, excuse me. I honestly believe I've said this multiple times. I think Georgia is part of the Big Four, and people always say, you know, there's the three big states: California, Texas, Florida. But in all my travels, Georgia Town has been equally as good as any of those other three states. So you're going to be in for a treat. They're oh, just yeah. Built a little differently there. And they're just bigger, faster, stronger. Georgia's an awesome state to visit. Oh. Watch the kids go and compete. Yeah. I, I can, I, I co sign that for sure. I mean, just looking at the tape, I'm like, wow. Okay. There is a different breed of kid out there. Um, and if you just watch the video, you just see it's not like one or two on a team. There's like a plethora on a team. And they all run to the ball really fast and they all hit really hard. And I like to see that. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm definitely looking forward to it. Um, some some big time guys who are going to be in attendance, uh, meaning that they've already registered. Javier Thornton, uh, who plays for the Cam Newton 7 on 17, is one of the top safeties in the country. Uh, Rashad Torrance. Um, he's one of the top corners in the country, committed to Florida. Uh, so there's just a couple guys um, who have already registered. And you look at their film, man, they, they they get after people the way you're supposed to get after people. So excited about Atlanta. I've got some some old college buddies um, who I played with that are out there. Going to get a chance to visit with them, hopefully go to dinner and catch up on some old times. But looking forward to this, this Atlanta regional. And, um, you know, the camp thing, man, it's interesting, GB. As a matter of fact, Greg, it's really interesting. We got to get to a really, bruh. All right, it's my really, bruh segment. Greg Biggins, we we talked off air, GB. Let's let's just keep it real. We talked off air. And being that I'm now running these showcases for the Hall of Fame World Bowl, I come across so many camps and showcases and combines and exposure pieces it's making my freaking head spin the blind girls cooking school has a showcase the cheerleaders are having a showcase a camp for football players everybody and their mom has a camp gb can you give me some insight on what in the heck is going on out here on the camp circuit i mean it's uh it's a profitable, it's like seven on seven. It's a very profitable business for a lot of people. You know, you do camp, you, you kids, you charge kids a certain amount. They come out um, with the, hopefully with the, with the belief or the understanding that maybe a, a good performance is going to put them on the map, give them some exposure. And there are some events that are, that are good for the, you know, for the exposure aspect of it. Um, especially if you dangle, you know, the carrot of, you know, an Under Armour All-American game, an all-American Bowl, a World Bowl, uh, a Rivals Challenge. Um, so I think that that's the carrot of why I want to, a lot of the top kids want to go to it. And then there's you know a lot of other events out there that are probably just kind of like I said, like kind of like seven on seven, kind of just money money grabs. You, you pay your money and you go out there and you you compete and you hope that you know you're going to impress somebody. But you got to always be sure that the events you're going to actually have have people there that are going to expose you. And I mean that in a good way. Right. You know what I'm saying? I, if the idea is exposure, you want to make sure you go to an event that's covered by you know, legit media people so that people are going to see how you did. There's nothing worse than, you know, it's a whole, you know, if a tree falls in the woods and anyone didn't make a sound. If you have a great performance, but no one's going to report on it, did, did you do good? No one knows about it. So I think that's that's the thing. But uh, no, it's, 
I talked again off air, and there's a lot of these events. I mean, they've been going on for 20 years. But I think there's just more of them. It's kind of just kind of watering down the market a little bit. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, I'm not sure how many times I've been contacted, really, just over the. You know, ever, ever since we kind of did the exposure, expose, I want to call it the expose, the exposure podcast that we dropped, um, ever since we dropped that, I, I at least get five messages per week about, hey, should my kid go to this camp? And my rule of thumb, this is, and this is just me, my rule of thumb is if there aren't college coaches or college scouts there, then you should think twice about going. Now, um, media people, people who report on events, um, that's interesting because... I'm not sure like what their platform is. Do you know what I mean by that, Greg? Well, so say an event that's covered by 20, by college coaches read 24 seven. They, mm-hmm. they read rivals. I mean, I, I get calls from college coaches on a daily basis after an event that I went to mm-hmm. and we'll do a top performers list. We'll do a sleeper list. And they're, they're, trust me, they're reading that stuff as much as anybody else. So if you're at an event and you got people from legit, legitimate, you know, whether it be an ESPN, yeah. not as relevant anymore, but whether it be a Rivals, it'll be a 24-7 and, and it's getting reported. You can trust that colleges are definitely seeing it because um, they're calling me and the second I put them out there, oh, you know, it's funny. Even with, when it comes to things like crystal balls, it's like you make a pick, I'll get a couple colleges. I'll really think that's what he's going to do. So um, by, by exposure, I, I'm talking about, yeah, colleges do read read our stuff it's not just you know not just there for the fans i think we did a show on this you know a little, little while back mm. about exposure and and who reads what and all the different services but uh you know i, I can assure you you know we, we get our stuff read by everybody probably as much as anyone if not more so my question was and maybe you can help me out with this um who how do you differentiate between who's legitimate and who isn't what what's the criteria does that make in terms sense? of the in terms of the event in in terms of the media like, how do we decide what event to go to or how who dis- who okay maybe maybe I asked it wrong who determines which media personnel or organization is legitimate the, does that make sense to you because you say okay um there's you know, IE preps. Okay, let's just for example, because because uh, I've heard of this before. IE preps. That's like a magazine or a web something, or it's a yeah. something, right? Yeah. So I'm just using them as an example, and this is no shade at them. Um, who determines that they are or aren't a legitimate media source that colleges or college coaches refer to? I mean, I don't. I don't. That's- that's a very what's the word I'm looking for? That's a very subjective. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like saying who's to say such and such is the number fifty five right. recruit in the country. I mean, right. It's, it's subjective. I don't think there is a, a point person out there mm-hmm. who says you're legit, you're not. You're legit, <laughs> you're not. You know what I'm saying? I don't think it's like that. Okay. Um, I can just I can just speak on behalf of like our group at twenty four seven and the guys you know with rivals and just know that you know we've all been around the block enough to know that we know our stuff. Like I know our stuff gets seen in red because I talked, I have dialogue with the college coaches mm-hmm. and we, we discuss who I've seen and what I've seen. And they'll say, Hey, I saw this guy reported something in the South. I saw this guy. So, um, but I can't say, Oh, I eat preps. Yes. 
LA Times, Sondheimer, no. OC Register, yes. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 it's kind of a weird question. I'm not sure what you're trying to get. Or Yeah, I, no, I, I'm really, I'm, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to get uh, a differentiation for the listener, right? So the listener is probably somebody's dad or mom, and they're like, hey, what event do I go to? What about this event in San Diego who's put on by such and such? And, and this media personnel is going to be there. Okay. To make an informed decision on where to go, I need to know if this media personnel is somebody legitimate where if my son does well and it's reported by him that it will be seen. That's what I'm trying to get to. Does that make sense now? Yeah. Yeah. No. No. Th- that makes total sense. Okay. And, and like I said, I can't, I can't account for everybody. Right. Um, no, you know, no what I want to kind of, you know, put someone down and said, oh, yeah, they're not legitimate. No one sees their, I would, that's not really my, my style. So I can just report on just saying, you know, I know us, I know rivals, I know ESPN when they, you know, kind of choose to, to get involved at an event or cover something. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that I personally don't go to an event unless I know it's, it's well run by people that I trust and respect and have credibility. And I know that there's actually going to be legitimate kids working out and it's not going to be one of those deals where you're going to go and uh you know see a bunch of you know 220 pound d tackles running around it's just those are kind of just a waste of time so i think it goes both ways it's not just okay who's the, not, it's not just trusting the credibility of the people covering it it's trusting the credibility of the event and yeah. making sure that that's legit and yes. well run as well yeah i think that's a good point um and i think it goes three ways you said it goes two ways i think it goes three ways um, I think it's the uh, the credibility and the of the the media personnel who um, is supposed to be in attendance, the credibility of the organizer and the whoever's running the event. I think and it's also the, cred- the for you guys the credibility of the athletes in attendance or who who are scheduled to be in attendance. Does, it, does that no, make sense? Yeah. No, 100%. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's not, yeah. That's what I was trying to trying to lay out. Yeah. Nothing. There's nothing more annoying, and it happens all the time. Is we'll we'll get a call from somebody, and it, it could be someone you know, it could be someone legit. It could be a former NFL guy. He wants to get into the event business. He say, hey, you got to come out. I got all these guys working out. Give us a list of twenty guys, and we'll go there. And of that twenty, two show up, and neither of them work out. Yeah. Like those are the worst events to go to because you're going, man. I came. You know, yeah. my weekends, just like yours, are, you know, that's family time. Yes. So to go break away from your family, to go cover an event and not have it. And I have no problem going to an event and trying to, you know, watch and see if you can uncover some sleeper. That, that's fun for me. I enjoy that part of it, too. Um, you know, I remember the first time, you know, I went to, you know, one of the Giant Skills deals and, and seeing Suave Pote for the first time as a freshman and seeing George Mikey Hahn as a seventh grader. I, those are kind of cool. I didn't know those guys until I saw them at, at, at an event, but it does get frustrating when you see people, you know, and they will attach their name. It's funny. Like people, will, you'll see these flyers will go out mm-hmm. and they'll put a 24-7 logo, a Rivals logo, yes. uh, a Scout.com logo. Yeah. Scout.com hasn't existed for three years or two years. <laughs> yeah. But they'll, they'll put that out to the kids to get them to come to an event with the guys that hey we're covering it and we're not even we haven't even had a conversation with this guy I don't know who he is yet he's saying we're going to be there therefore you should come to the event so yeah no it, it definitely like I said it works three ways for sure yeah okay no so that that I think that gives a listener um, 
a very clear idea and a very clear picture of some of the challenges and they, that they're going to have to navigate when deciding to go to an event because, um, man, Greg, there's a lot of stuff out there. Jesus. There is a, there is lot. a lot. of And, and to, to kind of continue on, because I thought you brought up a good point off air when you, you're not going to name a name, mm-hmm. but like you mentioned that there is, you know, parents will, will say, oh, I got screwed. I went to this event. It was political. I, my son didn't get picked. They were, you know, told they were, you know, get a chance to, got a chance to compete for it. Um, I don't really have a whole lot of sympathy for that because for a lot of reasons. But I'll give you two. Number one, um, that's on you to do your research and make sure that the event that you're going to is reputable, for one, right? Right. So if you get sucked into going to an event that's a money grab and you're told, hey, if you come here, you spend your money, you got a great chance to come to this other event, you, you got to be sure that you're dealing with people that are honest and legitimate, number one, as a parent. Number two, honestly, I get those all the time from moms and dads saying, oh, my son did get a write-up at this event. He was clearly the best guy there. And nine out of, like, not even nine out of ten, how about 99 out of 100 times, that parent has what we call blinders on, and they see their son differently than how everybody else in the world sees their son. And they might see their son as getting screwed because they didn't get invited to this other event or it was all political, but the reality most of the time is your son wasn't good enough. Mm-hmm. And that's why he didn't get the invite. Obviously, no parent wants to admit that, um, but that's the reality more so than a screw job. It's like, hey, number one, do your research. If you think your son has a legitimate chance to go compete with these other guys and your son is a, you know, 5'8 quarterback or, you know, a 225-pound defensive tackle nose guard and you feel like, yeah, he's going to go to this event and get invited to uh, the Under Armour All-American game and he's going to be competing against guys that are 300 pounds uh, with offers from every school in the country and he doesn't get the invite, well, he was screwed because he was already pre-picked. Guess what? Your film probably wasn't as good and your performance at the event probably wasn't as good as you thought it was. I know that sounds kind of harsh, but I think sometimes that parents kind of need to hear that. Yeah. No, that's, that's, I think that's legitimate. That's legitimate. Um, I definitely think there are some pieces around that. But I, I guess what you're trying to say, I mean, you said what you said, but I guess how I interpret it is, you know, if you get jerked, then that's kind of on you because you're an adult and you're responsible for your own actions. Whether, no matter how you perceived, you know, a situation or anticipated it was going to be, that's your responsibility to know better. Is that fair? That that's pretty much what I'm saying. And maybe it's easy for me to say because I'm in the business, so I'm kind of in the know. Yeah. But say I I don't know anything about the stock market. I don't know if you play the stock market. You probably do because you're you're kind of a smart you're smart that way. But I have no clue. I wouldn't just go and just throw a bunch of money at some stocks without consulting a bunch of people. So right. I guess what I'm trying to say is you are an adult. I think it's easily to get easy to get misled and led on because you're going to have these people telling you what you want to hear mm-hmm. and telling you, Hey, your son is great. Come to this event, pay me a hundred dollars, $200, whatever the cost of the event is. 600. And he's got a great chance to make this, this, and this. Right. And you go in there with your eyes wide open because you feel like, Oh man, they love my son. 
I think you need to, number one, kind of have a good idea, maybe have a perspective of how good your son really is, and just understand, um, you know, he hasn't started yet at the varsity level. <laughs> so he's probably not going to make this. All-American whatever the, Yeah, he's not going to make it, whatever it is. Because mm. if you don't start for your high school team, you're probably not as good as, as maybe you think, or maybe the person who's, who's kind of whining and dying in your ears. Right. So I think, yeah, like I said, easy for me to say because I'm in the know when it comes to this business. But I think if you're a parent, man, do your research. Talk to other people. Talk to a coach. I get people reaching out to me all the time. I have no problem talking to them and saying, hey, uh, I would say no. Don't go to that. It's a waste of your time. Right. You won't get anything out of it. I, I mean, I have no issue with, with doing that. So I, I, that, that's, that's kind of my, you know, my, my advice. I thought on it. I think, no, I think that's sound. I think that's sound. I think that's solid. Um, As a grown adult, and I have, you know, kids who play sports, actively playing sports, um, if they're going to get involved in something, I'm going to know about it from the rooter to the tutor. And at that point, we'll make a decision whether we want to move forward or not. Um, And that's my responsibility as head of household. So um, I think that's sound advice, GB. And, And like you said, do your due diligence. Go talk to people. Um, Greg is op- willing and, and open and willing to answer all of your camp questions. All you need to do is DM him all of your camp questions that you have over the next 20 years. Greg Biggins is willing to answer those. So just please reach out to him. He will uh, lead you to the water. He will not make you drink it. Is that fair, GB? <laughs> I don't know if I want all my DMs getting killed. <laughs> but... Uh... I always, uh, man, I always give you the transparent truth. I always, you know, back yep. in the back in the camp days, I'd always parents would say, "Hey, you know, my son wants to get in." And I would say, "I'm yeah, probably not going to happen. Why not?" I'd say, "Well, do you want the Simon Cal answer? Or do you want the nice answer?" And mm-hmm. they always say, "For those who don't know, Simon Cal was the guy from America. Yes, I always used to absolutely, be yeah. direct." Yep. Um, and I would say, honestly, um, he's not he's not good enough. Now, don't listen to that. Go out, keep hungry, mm-hmm. fight, claw, scratch, do whatever you can. Don't let me discourage you. Blah blah blah. Um, but that, that, that's, I'd, I'd always give a straight, honest answer. So if you, if you're willing to accept a, a straight, honest answer, I will always be happy to give it to you. Yeah. And, and you're nicer than I am, Greg. I'll just tell him, yeah, your, your son's not on that level. You just got to keep working. He's not on that level. Yeah, coach, how can wrong I, with that. yeah coach, how can I, I get into I'd the world bowl? That. I'd want to know that. Yeah. Coach, how can I get into the world bowl? Son, the world bowl is for the top players in America. You're not there yet. Keep, just keep working. So, uh, yeah, I'm with you on that, for sure. I'm definitely with you on that. So thanks so much um, for your feedback, GB. That's about does it for our Wednesday show. We appreciate you guys for joining us. Greg Biggins, DMs wide open. Please reach out to him. He he wants to answer your questions. Um, but for me, Coach Keith, uh, that about does it. There's a new sheriff in town, and his name is Reggie Hammond. Y'all be cool. <laughs>